Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey everybody, welcome back to another amazing mini episode of For the Love of Money episodes that I like to call my two cents. And today's two cents is going to be chiming in my two cents about confusing living in abundance with being financially responsible. Now, there's a huge, huge difference between living in abundance and being financially irresponsible. And I think way too many times... People cross that line, but use living in abundance as an excuse for their financial irresponsibility. So we're actually going to address that today and show you what the difference is and paint that picture for you. And just as a quick reminder, one of the most responsible things that you could possibly do as a business builder or somebody with great big dreams is to surround yourself with other people who have already been there, done that, and other people who are going where you're going. And that is exactly what my mastermind is all about. I am loving, loving, loving seeing all of the applications pour in for the 2019 class. I have no idea how many spots are actually going to be open in the 2019 class, but I do know these things. Number one, if you're interested, you can go poke around and be nosy and have fun at fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash mastermind. Number two, I know what you don't try and become a member of you won't be a member of. So it's always worth taking a swing. Don't let that negative self-talk get in your head and stop you from applying if you're interested. And number three, no matter how many applications I get, there's only gonna be X number of spots available. And I'm going through these applications in the order of first come, first serve in terms of looking through them for people that might potentially be the best fits. And those who I think might potentially be the best fits, I book phone calls with. And those that I book phone calls with, we do this discovery on if it really is a good fit or not so that you're going to be a perfect personality mixed in that room with everybody else. There's a real art to cultivating the perfect mastermind room, and it's an art that I take so seriously. And I can't do my absolute best job unless all of the best people in the world actually apply for the mastermind. And so to all of those, all of those of you who already have, Congrats. I love seeing your applications roll in. I'm starting to review a lot of them. And to those of you that are on the fence, just pull the trigger. Go to fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash mastermind. If it's in your gut, it's in your gut for a reason. And we're actually going to talk about gut feelings and how you're guided by them in this episode about confusing living in abundance with actually being financially irresponsible. You know, you heard me say earlier that a lot of times people use living in abundance or boosting their financial thermostat or all these things really just as an excuse to cover up their financial irresponsibility. Now, it can be confusing. I totally acknowledge that, and that's why I'm doing this episode. You hear the advice all the time, including from me, myself, to raise your financial thermostat, to surround yourself with really nice things, to surround yourself with the people that are already doing big things, you know, to be unapologetic about liking whatever it is that you like. And all of this is sound advice, and all of this does absolutely work, but it is not sound advice if you are being irresponsible with your finances. Then it goes from little things that'll make you 
have tastes of abundance to making you feel the absolute opposite of abundance, and that is financially destitute. And then you attract more obvious, obviously financial problems. I've got a saying for you that I really want you to grasp, and that is abundance without responsibility is stupidity. I know, it's kind of funny, right? Abundance without responsibility is stupidity. So stretching for a home that you shouldn't be in yet, buying a car that you should not be driving yet, carrying a bag, wearing shoes, wearing watches or clothes that you shouldn't be wearing yet, none of that will make you feel abundant. It'll actually make you feel fraudulent and broke if you're not ready for it yet. And when you're broke, I got to be honest, it's really hard to feel abundant in order to attract more abundance. You know, I speak from experience. Remember my story where we lost everything because we were living way beyond our means and then all of a sudden a recession hit. So when I say this, I literally speak from experience. I've been there before years ago when we were living this way and it is not a good feeling. And so I put this out there as a warning or as a lesson or as a cautionary tale to all of you. Abundance without responsibility is stupidity. But how are you supposed to know when you when to feel abundant and buy nice things and when to hold back? Easy. You ready for this? Your soul knows. Your gut knows. Your intuition knows. Right? Like you feel when you're making a really bad, irresponsible decision, but you do it anyways. As a matter of fact, you can probably see patterns, patterns of either buying things when you shouldn't all the time or patterns of not stepping up and treating yourself when you really should be. So beware of these patterns. Be cognizant of these patterns. Be hyper-focused on finding these patterns inside of you. Here's what I mean by patterns. Let's say you have plenty of extra money right now. And you wouldn't be, you know, buying these nice experiences or nice things with debt, but you're still holding back from treating yourself to these nice things or experiences anyways. Well, you got to be able to recognize and break that pattern, that pattern of lack or fear. That's just silly. But the inverse is true as well. And this is the one that's more common. If you don't have the money yet, if you're not comfortable with your financial situation, If you are buying things or experiences with debt on a regular basis, then you must too recognize that pattern and break that pattern as well. Or you're just going to get further and further behind. And listen, if you're being really honest with yourself, your soul knows. You feel it one way or the other. Tune into it and listen to your inner truth, that gut feeling when you buy or don't buy. If it makes you feel like crap to make that purchase, that's a sign. And if it makes you feel like crap to not make the purchase or to not treat yourself, then that also is a sign. But you got to be able to listen to it. So when you hear all of this advice out there in order to up your financial thermostat, such as try that first class seat in an airplane once in a while, or upgrade to a nicer hotel once, or eat at that really upscale restaurant once, or whatever it is for you, The key word in there is once or once in a while just to get the taste, just to kind of set that financial thermostat and then make you know that you never really want to go back to where you are right now so that you start working harder and thinking bigger to get that experience that you can't shake once you experience it. But it is not meant for you to 
sit in first class every single time when you can't actually afford it yet. It is not meant for you to go to those really nice restaurants all the time when you can't afford them yet, and so on and so on. And for those of you that need some more structure behind these moments of to feel or not to feel abundance in your decisions, then here's some very simple rules of thumb for those of you that are kind of just getting started out in your finances or just kind of getting started out in, in making some money and you're starting to see it roll in and you're wondering, you know, when do I start treating myself? So number one, first, take a page out of Dave Ramsey's book. If you guys don't know Dave Ramsey, he is an awesome financial personality out there. Half of the stuff I agree with, half of it I don't, but he's an awesome human being that's doing a lot of good work out there. So number one, first, take a page out of Dave Ramsey's book and make sure you've set aside an emergency fund, typically worth one month's worth of expenses as a baseline before you do anything else. That is literally step number one. No matter where you are, set aside a one month emergency fund. Next, number two, work to stop buying anything using unsecured debt ever again. Like literally make it an effort to stop this trend of using unsecured debt. And by, by the way, unsecured debt is credit cards. Ever again, unless you're going to pay it off that month for absolutely sure. Breaking this habit alone is a step in itself, you guys. I call it stop the bleeding. So that's number two. Stop the bleeding. Stop using unsecured debt from this moment forward. Now, third step. Once you've done the two things above, if you have a balance of unsecured debt sitting out there, maybe you got 10, 20, 30, 40 grand on credit cards, whatever it might be, work on paying that down aggressively. Okay, this is step three. Work on paying that down aggressively with intention. Be serious about it. But you ready for this? Here's where I differ from Dave Ramsey. Mix in the little splurges that we talk about Buy them with cash and work them in so that you can have these little occasional abundant feelings. Like when you're on step three, when you are now aggressively paying down debt and you're being intentional about it, I do not believe in this all or nothing advice of the starvation diet and getting rid of everything good in your life until your debt is paid down. Honestly, I think that's bullshit. That's a destitute life and who the hell wants to work hard for that? That's just going to make you feel more lack. What's the point of living? What's the point of working? What's going to make you reach for the stars if that's how you're living? That's not going to make you feel abundant. It's going to make you feel broke 24-7. Therefore, causing you to lose inspiration and losing sight of how good it tastes to experience the nice things once in a while to remind you of what you are working toward. So be intentional about paying down that debt. But once in a while, grab some cash and splurge on those nice experiences to remind you what you're working towards to keep that financial thermostat bumped up. Step four is then once you get that unsecured debt paid off, then focus back on that savings of yours and work it up to six months worth of expenses and then 12 months worth of expenses while still occasionally making these little splurges so that you don't forget where the, what the good life tastes like. And then once you've gotten one year of expenses or more saved up, Start funding your retirement accounts and also adopt this next rule. This, this next rule is one that Lori and I made up for ourselves and we just absolutely love this rule. It's called the one year rule. When it comes to great big purchases, 
And understand that big purchases is different for everybody based on where you're at in your journey. But when it comes to great big purchases like houses or cars or mega vacations or a great watch or crazy jewelry, whatever it means to you, here's how the one rule, one year rule works. Once you can buy it, wait one year and then buy it. The one year rule works like this. Once you can buy it, Wait one year and then buy it. And again, we're talking about like upgrading your home, upgrading your cars, taking Megavate, like whatever it is that you think is a massive home run type of splurge. You'll be amazed at how when you live by this one year rule, you start to become one year ahead in your decision making and one year ahead in your buying ability. And everything starts to feel so good when you buy it. There's no guilt ever. And you enjoy it that much more. Therefore, it brings you a lot more of an abundant feeling because you're enjoying it and you're enjoying spending the money. And if a year passes and you still want that great big thing, now you know it wasn't a whim. Now you know you really want it. So it saves you from buying or upgrading some really big decisions that sometimes we do when we really shouldn't be doing it. Matter of fact, quite honestly, we as a society, we buy way too many big things on whims these days and then we don't even end up liking them. And then finally... If all of the steps that I just described are not happening quickly enough for your taste, if you're impatient, then damn it, invent more income. We've talked about this a million times on other episodes. Get resourceful, roll up your sleeves, give up a few things that are wasting your time, live like no others. Eventually, you can live like no other. There's another, another Dave Ramsey saying. And invent more income to speed up this process. So, I hope these guidelines and this explanation helps a little bit when you're struggling with the question of how should I make a purchase that makes me feel abundant versus when am I just being financially irresponsible? Because when you get this figured out, that's when you really start to become truly more abundant. And when you really become more abundant, you know what happens. When good people make good money, they do great things. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.